Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturate, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. Welcome back, Craig. I'm joined by my co-founder and co-host, Craig McDonald. I'm... Hi, Craig. Hello. Kitty's a little bit uh, nasally today. I was sick. Oh, yeah. Sounds like you. I was sick for a week and then now I'm better. Mm. Uh, But this just random, like, blocked nose keeps coming back. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Generally, seems to be the thing. Like, it's like at the moment, like, uh, I think there's only one person that I can think of within my check ins that I've spoken to who are like, hasn't been sick over like the last week or something. It's just like this time of year and everyone's just getting cracked. Uh, oh, it was so annoying. And it's just right at the start of my... It's, yeah. it's pretty intense for a couple of days and then it sort of just dissolves and then hangs on for a, a week. Yeah, I don't feel yeah. sick. Like yeah. I would. Like I have had two hard training sessions the last two days, which is, yeah. which I was so stoked about because I got sick just as we were, you know, finished the, the, you know, the dieting phase and then into the muscle building phase, which is the most exciting. Mm, I hear it every day. <laughs> it's all that crap on about. I'm obsessed. I just can't wait to eat more food and build lots of muscle arms. So, oh god! Oh god! Oh god! Have I told you today? Have I told you that I'm just so excited? Oh, it's just so much more exciting, you know. Like just been constantly fucking dieting. You know that I'm constantly dieting, but you know, I think it was six weeks. Well, it was. You know, it was eight. Oh weeks. god! <laughs> my whole life is ending. Fuck. Look, I don't like dieting, right? I'd rather just, I'd rather spend time, you know, in a surplus building muscle. Okay? I may or may not be aware of that. Yep. <laughs> anyway, so today we wanted to talk about um, what it actually means to train hard. So, you know, a lot of clients that we speak to, and I see these comments on posts, like this is just an example of this lady that constantly, she comments on our posts and she's always asking us about, whether or not she should be training three days. And Craig's like, look, you're asking the wrong question. You know, where are your numbers at? Are you consistently, you know, um, progressing mm. your weights in the gym over a three-day split? Or are you even able to can train consistently three days? And I think that women don't realize, you know, how much stronger they actually need to get to build muscle and, you know, training it with the right intensity. Mm. So pushing your sets within one to three reps of muscular failure. And I think, you know, I remember when I met you and I just had no idea, you know, I was just doing what most women do and I was doing heaps of, you know, RPM and what's that, a lot of body pump and, you know, like just circuit workouts, just training six days a week. Like I wasn't Mm. tracking anything. I didn't know. I think the most I could squat was like a half squat of 60 kilos, Mm. never deadlifted, you know, bench press maybe 40 kilos or something. And, you know, I just, when I met Craig, I was like, I couldn't believe what he was trying to make me do. <laughs> well, I mean, what were you training for back then? I was curious. Like, like I remember you I wasn't training me, for but... anything. I was just trying to train to be skinny. But, but, yeah, but, yeah, but like, was the goal to be as exhausted as possible at the end of your workout? Like, what? what... <laughs> He's been Mystic Sarcasmo now. Well, I'm not. I'm, I'm just generally curious. I was just like, trying, because I thought that doing more and like, random was... shit was the right, you know, like... Mm-hmm thing to do yeah look we all know that i was an idiot back then yeah but i, I, yeah. I think there was a time where i was like that too but I, I you know my goal was always to build muscle so i was like oh i've got to do supersets you know where i've got to do you know an, a, a, a flat chest with an inclined chest you know and get this big muscle pump you know like that was what i was led to believe for so long is what you needed to do and, uh, yeah and and it's funny too like we've had a bit of flack sometimes on 
you know, there's always people that you buddy that you offend. Maybe this one lady saying, you know, like uh, you made some comment about, you know, some, some strength numbers that you'd want to try and achieve. And she had made some great progress already, but it only been like eight months. And, you know, it's like you actually, I think, I feel like women don't understand what they're truly capable of because they ac- actually haven't ever learned mm. how to execute the movements correctly. Yeah. Because it is amazing like you see. And like, again, lifting and getting stronger and building muscle is a long game. It's a long game. It's, you know, I think look at our best transformations, 18 months that have built like that look considerably different and have lost body a fair bit of body fat and they look muscular. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 18 solid months of training. And then beyond that, you know, to to really have that muscular and obviously it depends on what you want to achieve. Mm. Um, but you know, it just it was funny one of the ladies got on the our call, my call, and she's like, Oh, she's like, I just love Craig, but I also hate Craig, you know. <laughs> He's like, he's always in my training channel telling me that I can do more reps or add more weight. She's like, you know, Kitty, I really thought that I trained hard. I didn't know how to train. I didn't know how to train hard. And like now her body's actually changing. So let's talk about like maybe first of all, what's important? Execution is first, right? Getting that execution right. Why? So because the goal, you know, for any exercise, you know, whether it's a, you know, a squat or a deadlift or a lat pull down or a, you know, a chest press or an overhead shoulder press or, you know, whatever exercise you're doing, the goal of that particular exercise is to stimulate the muscles that, that are contributing to you doing that particular exercise. So if you're doing a, a movement, and you're not executing it well enough. And a big one is like a barbell bent over row. I see this all the time. Like people like they, they, they get into the hinge position and they've usually loaded too much weight. So they, they end up doing a half back extension, half shrug to, to generate enough momentum to get the bar to actually come up and, you know, touch them on the stomach or whatever. And I'm like, well, the, the, the muscles we want to be working in that particular movement uh, is your mid back. So your rhomboids, you know, your lats, your rear delts, you know, like all of that upper back musculature as much as possible. Yet when you use a little bit of knee extension, um, some uh, hip extension and your traps, you're not really working any of those muscles at all. So, you know, often it's just like, let's pull the weight back. Let's get more control. Let's get set up into the position to really target those muscles correctly. Let's do it through full, full range of motion. Um, and, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I'm starting to really feel that now. I woke up the next day, I was really sore. I'd never felt that before. So we, we need to apply that same logic and that same application to every movement that we're doing because the reason we're going to the gym and doing a, a structured workout is to be targeting those tissues appropriately and stimulating them well enough so the muscles actually grow. So execution always has to be paramount. You have to really put the time in to learning how to execute each movement well in order to stimulate those muscles because you can be going around on this roundabout you know, for a really long time just kind of doing stuff and not really making a lot of progress at that point, right? And also another reason, if your execution is not good, it's also not going to instill confidence within you to then really start loading up some weight, especially things like, you know, like leg presses and hack squats and stuff, you know, like those type of exercises where you can really put a lot of weight on the bar. Deadlift is another big one. And if you're just not executing it right, you're just going to be like, oh, I don't want to load it up too much because I might hurt myself. And I'm like, if you really have understanding of how to execute the movement you'll realize you'll either be able to lift it or you not or you won't it's got nothing to do with whether you hurt yourself like you can hurt yourself walking down your steps you slip down your steps and fall on your ass like like there's so many ways that 
you know, you can do harm to yourself. But weightlifting is one of those ones where, in in my experience, when people just put the time in, they very rarely get hurt. And most of the time, the little niggles just happen is just over time from, you know, training and just being tight and you need a bit of manual therapy, you know, massage or some dry needling just to kind of unlock stuff. But for the most part, if your execution's on point, it shouldn't really be too much of an issue at all. So execution has to be on point. Yeah, then so learn how to lift properly first. Yes, execute the yeah. movement correctly, right? With with good standardized form. Then after that, it has to be about effort because once you're you're doing the execution well and you're you're, you're creating really good efficiency within your movement, that should then allow you to express the strength that you currently have and be able to push it to that limit within that one to three reps of concentric muscular failure, which is then going to create uh, enough stimulus to then force the adaptions for then your muscles to actually grow. But you can have the greatest form in the world, but if you, if you're leaving four five, six reps in the tank on some exercises, you're just not going to progress them. And most of the time, those are going to be lower body exercises, right? They're going to be the the squats and the leg press and the hack squats and the split squats and all the stuff that just hurts, <laughs> right? It's uncomfortable, right? But the reality is all of those movements, you always have a lot more in it. The, the ones that are generally pretty true are, are usually like chest press movements, bench press, dumbbell presses, machine presses, Smith press, and then overhead presses. Most people generally are, are getting within one to three reps of, muscular failure because you know there's just not a lot happening with those movements and they're usually pretty straightforward when it comes to legs there is generally more execution required but there's just more effort environment because it's like when your your quads start burning it hurts like it's not fun it's very uncomfortable in fact i actually did my set of hack squats today and my leg presses and split squats and it was a slow walk home from the gym today very very slow walk home from the gym um, but that's what has to happen in order to create the adaptions that I want. So when I'm looking and the best way for you to actually look at this yourself, the very the easiest way to actually understand if you're truly getting there or not is to simply compare rep one to the last rep. So let's say you do a set of 10 and you're pushing hard and you're like, Oh, that's, that's, that's hard. I think that's about it. And you, you rack up the weight at, and that was 10 reps. Look, look like video yourself doing the whole set. And then just look at the speed of rep one. And if the speed is still the same or similar on rep 10, then you're nowhere near close enough. That usually means you're still probably five reps or more away from failure. All right. When you're getting actually within three, you can sort of see when someone's doing like a set of 10, like and we're, we're like a true hard set of 10 where, where 10 would be the absolute limit. You see the first three or four reps, they're fairly sort of smooth. And then it gets to five reps and then it's like six reps. And then all of a sudden they get to seven reps and everything just massively slows down, right? They go down and they push out of the bottom. So if they're doing like a hack squat deadlift, push out of the bottom and it's really, really slow. And then, you know, the next rep number eight is even slower again. And usually rep nine is pretty much at that point and their legs are starting to shake and, you know, their, their eyes are looking a little bit, um, bulgy <laughs> few veins starting to pop in the head and all that sort of thing and that's generally at that part where we're we're absolutely true genuine um force output has reduced just the, the reps just will slow down as a result of that like you're really like oh, i'm really pushing i'm pushing i'm trying to get back to the top and it takes you five or six seconds to get there as opposed to two or three which the, you know the earlier reps would take you so it's that's the best way to actually do that and then 
if you just continue to do that and continue to add weight, you know, over time, you know, let's say you get to 10 and 10 is the top end of your range that you're working in, then you add weight and then you try and aim to get 10 again. Even if there was a few more in the tank at some point, if you just continued to get to, can you, uh, sorry, continue to add weight, you will just naturally get closer to failure by proxy of just adding more weight and continually trying to get to sets of 10. And then all of a sudden you'll get to a point where you're like, there was, I just couldn't get to 10. I got to nine. I'm like, right. You're at true failure. Cool. Hold it there for a second. Try next week and try and get to 10. Yep. I barely just got to 10. Okay, cool. We can pretty much determine now that you're within the, that effective rep range, that one to three reps, you know, short of muscular failure. And it's just like, that's what's going to be creating the stimulus in order for you to actually change. Then after that, we just look at the actual, you know, the training volume, obviously, you know, doing a couple of sets of hack squats, a couple of sets of leg press, a couple of sets of lunges, you know, like we, we need to be doing enough work within a session to, to maximally stimulate because we, we've got a, a, a volume, like a um, maximal recovery volume. All right. We don't want to be going to that point because that's the point where you can't actually recover from the session. So that means it's too much. So generally below that is your maximal adaptive volume. That's where we want to be working up to. And that might be, for some people that might be like six sets of legs. For some people that might be like eight sets. That might be nine sets, might be 10 sets. That's that's the variability in, in individual. But the thing that can never change from individual to individual is your execution and the amount of effort putting in and actually truly taking it to that point where you're like, there's even if someone had a gun to my head, there was no way I'd be able to get another rep. And that's going to be the difference. And if you can continue to show up and do that every single session, Yes, it hurts and it sucks. And there's sometimes you really just don't want to do it, but you've got no other choice. This is how you have to do it. This is how you have to train. And you have to start embracing the fact that every time you go through that hardship and you hit a PB, it feels amazing. It does. It's pretty it does. awesome. It's it addictive, isn't it? It is really yeah. addictive. And I it's a good addiction. What, even though you might be a bit rough, like kind of, you know, that half an hour after the session. Once you have some food into you and then you actually calm down, there's a sense of like inner peace. Well, certainly this is how it is for me. I go on this kind of spiritual journey, kind of like Tom Platts, you know. This is like, like Tom Platts in the yeah, altar, the squat rack, right, the altar. Do, yeah. Just look, I know that people are like, no, I'm not going to do it. Oh, so, so, so the, 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 that this is one of the reasons why I, I train early in the morning because it sets me up for my day. Now, I'm not saying that everyone needs to do that and some people can't do that. I'm just saying this is what I do. But there, there is after I've eaten, I feel really like, if I've hit those, those PBs and I've trained, you know, to a, to a level that I really know that I've left everything in the gym, it, it just creates a sense of calm in me that I can just kind of handle things that happen during my day. And I think, you know, a lot of people miss out on that, um, that I guess it's, it's kind of like an exchange of energy. It's just like, it's really hard at the time. And then you kind of, you know, it's like negative and it's, and it's, it is brutal. And then at the end of it, you get this positive energy back of like, I accomplished something really, really hard. It's really, really fulfilling seeing my numbers going up. Every time I do this, I get better and better and better. That in itself is really, really powerful. And I think that has a lot of uh, carryover into, um, you know, the rest of your life, whether it's, you know, your job or how you handle your kids or all of that sort of stuff. So effort is, uh, is really important. So Basically, that's the best way to do it. Just look at, record your sets, record your sets, even for your own like understanding of how well you're actually doing and how well you're executing. But then you could just say, did I actually train well enough? Did I actually push this set hard enough? Or do you reckon I could have done a little bit more? 
and, and I think you got to like say, look, look at, you know, like sometimes when people comment in the post and Craig will ask them, you know, like where are your numbers at and how much have you added to them in a six to 12 month period? And they're like, nothing. Yeah. So if you're not adding weight or reps, like what weight really over like in a year, yeah. you know, let's say you start, let's say you start deadlifting and you can deadlift 40 kilos for 10 yeah. in 12 months, you should be up to a hundred for 10, if not oh, more, like easily, yeah, like, absolutely. you know, and, and women sometimes look at these numbers and go, oh, kitty, they're so massive, but they're not really like you are so you are more capable than you realize. And look, if you've got an injury, you know, you just got to, like, I think sometimes shit happens. Like I broke my arm squatting and I couldn't squat or deadlift or bench for like eight to 12 months. And, you know, you just have to accept that sometimes there'll be things you can't do and you've got to work around it. But the thing is when you're a lifter for life, you're in it for life. You know, I was just like, all right, well, what, what can I do? And remember we, I did all this one arm programs and mm-hmm. I did eventually got when my arm wasn't painful anymore, safety bar squats and leg press. And, you know, I just worked around it. So sometimes you might get injured and it might take you time to rehab and, you know, build things back up. But, you know, I think if there's a will, there's a way. Yep. That's what I think. Yeah. And I, and I think it's just, you know, I, I've, I've, had this conversation a few times, but you know, some people, you know, when I've asked them that question, I'm like, well, how, how much have you added to the bar? If we, and we always, I always generally kind of look at something like a deadlift because it's out of any of those big compound movements. It's generally the one that's the most, or the easiest to execute. You know, it's a, a loaded barbell on the ground. You walk up to it and you grab the bar and you sit your hips down and you stand up with it. Like it's very, very simple. You know, it's a very, very natural movement. Um, you know, and some people are like, well, I've added, you know, uh, 15 kilos, 20 kilos, you know, over the last like eight months, do you know? And I'm, I'm really happy with that. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's, that's great. I'm, I'm glad that you're happy. And that's awesome that you've made that progress. But if, you know, if, if you're asking the question is why isn't my physique will change or why isn't my body composition changing favorably? Like I'm training, I've added weight to the bar, you know, and I'm doing all these things that you're saying, but I'm still not looking any different. Well, the reality is like, you know, on a deadlift, especially if you're a relatively novice lifter or even intermediate lifter, like 20 kilos over that amount of time isn't very good. Like it's just not like, I I hate to burst people's bubbles, but it's just sometimes they just, they believe, well, I've been making this progress. I'm like, yes, you have. And and I congratulate you. That's fantastic. But for the expectations of what you are wanting to achieve, it's yeah. I mean, you should be able to achieve those sort of numbers in a 10 to 12 week period, right? You should be adding 50, 60, 70 kilos in that amount of time. And, and again, often I'm sort of pushed back with, there's no way that I can do that. And I'm like, we do it every day. This is what we do. You know, there was a time where Kitty couldn't lift anywhere near that. That's right. right? There was a time where I couldn't do that, but it was just, it was, it's just a mindset. It's just like, you need to reach for the stars to clear the hinges, right? I was just like, I want to be able to deadlift 200 kilos. When, when I first started, like that was my goal. And like, I got there within five months, you know, my, my best deadlift at that time was like, was barely 140, you know, for a couple. Yeah. And I ended up doing 200 for eight, you know, like it, and that was a big jump, but it was just like, well, and yes, I'm a guy and obviously guys will make progress quicker than, than females. I totally get that, but it's still relative. Like you, you should, you know, like my expectations for providing you don't have a, a, an injury is, is every female should be able to deadlift 120 kilos, which I think in pounds is about 264 pounds or something like that. You should all be able to do that for at least six reps because, you know, all of our best tra- transformations over time have been up around that part. Right? Like it's that success leaves clues thing. And when you look at the training numbers, 
generally up around there. Not always, but the, the vast majority of ones that have had the best transformations, that they're generally capable of something like that. And it's just like, well, when they started, you know, they were deadlifting 40 kilos and, and 50 kilos, but it was just time. You know, they, they wanted to de dedicate that time to just being better and just seeing the numbers just go up. And as they got better and as they got more confident, they were putting in more effort and they were able to make bigger jumps with their, their weight progressions. And, you know, over time, that's where they get up. And then it's just like, if you're doing that with your deadlift, then you're probably doing it with your squat variation, your press variation, your pull variation and, and all these sort of things. So it's, it all goes hand in hand, but you know, you, you, you have, you are capable of more and you have to believe that you're capable of more. If you don't believe that you won't fucking make any progress. Like this is just the reality. The people that make the progress are just like, I'm going to give this a red hot crack, right? Yeah, this is yeah. the number they want to go to. And I'm just going to do what, what I can to try and get there. And it's like, even if the number's outrageous, which is what I prefer people to aim for, because if it's so outrageous, then the number that you'll probably realistically get is probably a lot bigger than what you actually thought or what you actually believed was capable beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And it is so empowering and fun and addictive. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yep. And there's so many I've, benefits I've never, having I've never muscle. Met, I've never met yeah. a female who's like, oh, I deadlift 100 kilos today. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I hated it. It was terrible. Yeah. No, it's like, oh, my God, I deadlifted 100 kilos. That, that's the two, ah. two the big plates, the plates that the big boys use. Oh, my God, uh, I didn't so be able to do that. And I'm like, well, yeah, I've, like, absolutely, you were capable of doing it. Now, this is just, you're just scratching the surface now. Now we got to get to 110. Then we got to get to 120. Then we got to get to 130, right? And the yeah. more and more those numbers go up, the more and more your physique changes. Yeah. Like and you know what? I think, and obviously, you know, I'll just say this from my own experience. And obviously Craig's coached me for a long time. I have worked with other coaches though. Investing yeah. in coaching yeah. is one of the best things I think that you can do if you want to become better at lifting. You know, I just, my, I made okay. so much more progress yeah. when I actually invested in some um, coaching. You know, we obviously coach women online. Um, you know, they never see us in person and we've had women make incredible strength gains and change their body composition yeah. working with us online. So you don't necessarily need to work with someone in person. I mean, you can, if you want to, yeah. um, I've done both. I've worked online and in person and both is good, but I just think the coaching is invaluable Yeah, if you can afford yeah. it. And you don't know what you don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like that it's, there's nothing supernatural or you know, physiologically wrong with you. If you're not making progress, the reality is you just don't know as much as you probably think you do. Do you know what I mean? And like, even till this day, like, I, I don't know how many coaches I've worked with over time. Yeah. I've reached yeah. out and, and gone through periods, you know, like trying to understand how they do things and want to ask lots of questions, you know, like, like, like I'm, I'm the perpetual student, <laughs> like forever just wanting to learn and understand how people think and how they apply yeah. things. And there's certainly times I've worked with guys. I'm like, no, I don't really agree with that. And there's, there's plenty of reason why I don't agree with that. But then there's some things that they do and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Never heard it explained that way or thought of it like that or why they do it in this way or you know, like, like that whole discovery is, is amazing. And that's what ultimately makes me a better athlete, but obviously, you know, continues to grow my reptile as a coach as well. Mm -hmm. And it's the same as, as any client, like you've got to be willing to look at this as an investment over time that when you do it properly, when you actually get to that result of, you know, having a better body composition because you've gotten stronger and, and, and put all the habits in place that, you know, from a nutrition standpoint, et cetera, that it becomes quite effortless to maintain that um, because those things that you've 
become really efficient at are just ingrained in you. Like, like for me, it's like, I can't go to the gym and train without having a logbook. Yeah. Like just, I can't just go in there. Oh, let's just wing it today and do a bit of it. I just can't do it. Like it just, it, it, I can't like it just, I'm like, this is just a waste of time. I would rather not train yeah. than not have some numbers to be looking at because I'm like, why bother? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? And that may or may not be the right attitude, but I'm like, well, I'm here to make progress. Like, right. If you don't track it, you don't know. You don't, you don't yeah. know. So I'm like, why wouldn't you use this time to try and make progress? You've, you've got an opportunity every single time you step into the gym to do that. So, you know, I think if you're looking at it from that perspective, the whole journey becomes a lot more exciting. It just becomes like a big game. You know, that's what it is to me. That's why, yeah. why I love it. So, me too. So exciting. Exciting. So exciting. Well, there you have it, guys. That's yeah. if you if you were wondering what it, what you, you know, it takes to actually see those changes. That is what it is. Thanks, Craig, as always, for imparting your wisdom on us. Oh, look, it's a great pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> and as always, guys, please um, rate and review the podcast. And for your chance to win a tub of Satray Premium Collagen, just take a screenshot of the episode and share it on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-L-D. And each week we pick, oh, not each week, sorry, each month I pick a winner and you'll get that tub of Satray Collagen. And we'll see you or chat to you again in a week. Bye-bye.